Hey, how's it going? It's Jocelyn here, and I am excited to give you a guest interview today with one of my fellow podcasters, Monica Packer. She has the podcast All About Progress, and I'm excited for you to hear from her today and learn some awesome tips and tricks from her. Thanks for joining. Hi, I'm Jocelyn, host of the Positive in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. I help pregnant women and mothers to find positivity in their season of life through changing their thoughts to work for them and not against them. I help mothers find the small, doable steps in thought and action without making drastic changes to their everyday mom life. And I can help you. Thanks for joining. Okay, welcome to the Positivity in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. I am really excited to have actually a fellow podcaster here today. Um, And she's also a mom, which fits in great and resonates with this podcast. Uh, Monica Packer is passionate about teaching practical but deep transformation. As a podcaster and coach, she guides women to find sustainable growth by adopting progress over perfection. Monica is a former middle school teacher, a forever Oprah fangirl, a perpetual cookie dough maker, and an ambitious walker. But the last one is a joke, sort of. (laughs) You can find more about Monica at aboutprogress.com and by listening to her podcast about progress. Uh, her podcast, which is called About Progress. And it's an amazing podcast. I I really resonate with her idea of having progress over perfection. I think I'm a recovering perfectionist as well. Welcome to the podcast, Monica. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to add on about yourself or that you want to share with my audience about who you are? Ooh, um, I guess I'd just say that I feel like if any mom out there thinks that they are not as up to snuff as like other moms they see on the internet, I would join you <laughs> in my in those feelings. Like I just I I feel like we are my husband and I just shared like with his workplace that we're gonna have our our fifth baby and they're just like, how are you like that's so amazing. I don't know how you guys do it. And I'm like, neither do I. <laughs> I oh, have, incredible. And congratulations. I have, oh, thanks. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm just trying to say like, it's, it's hard work. And if, if you are just trying to navigate it and keep your head afloat, it's okay. I, I am too very often. Yes. I find during pregnancy, I get in survival mode. So that's amazing. It's survival mode. That's for sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> today we're going to talk about four keys to creating a sticky habit. So Tell us, Monica, what is a sticky habit? I'm glad you're starting there. Um, to me, a sticky habit is simply a habit that sticks, meaning it's a habit that's sustainable. And when I say sustainable, meaning it lasts for however long you need it and then the way you need it to look. And the reason I bring that caveat into it is because I believe habits are also flexible and primarily they should be supportive to you, to you and where you're at right now. So just shared about my pregnancy that meant this past summer, my habits shifted. They were still supported of me and what I needed, 
but they weren't the same as before I was pregnant. And they're not going to be the same this fall. They were allowed to shift. But during that season, they stuck to support me and to give me the help that I needed to be able to show up as the mom or the wife or the podcaster that I wanted to be. Yes. I love that because motherhood, like you mentioned, goes kind of flows in seasons. Like some of those habits we can keep up during a season. And maybe when we're pregnant or having a health crisis, we can't keep up with some of those. So I love that Mm -hmm. it's uh, sustainable for as long as you need it. And um, you also mentioned flexible and supportive. I thought those are very profound words that will go great. So how can we form a sticky habit? Well, to be honest, this is going to take a lot longer than (laughs) the time I have to give to you because habit formation is complicated. I think we all know this because we've probably read a lot of the bestseller books out there on habit formation, and they are, you know, it takes you hours to read them for good reason, because there's a lot of science involved. There's a lot of experimentation involved. There's also a lot of like it being subjective to your own life. Um, so, so what I would say to this is I, I feel like habits need to be formed differently than the way that we've been taught them for so long, especially as women. And because of that, I have a different way of forming habits than the bestseller novels or not novels, but self-help books do out there. Are there methods you see? Because I feel like women especially have to think about habits differently and form them differently and maintain them differently. So what I will give you though, are four elements that I think make a sticky habit. And, um, this is still the nutshell version, like disclaimer here, but with these four elements, you'll be able to form a habit that can stick, that can be sustainable and supportive for the time that you need it. Are you open to hearing about those four? Is that okay if I share yes, those? Yes, I'd love to hear that. We we are excited to hear this in a nutshell. Okay, so I call this the sticky habit matrix, and I just want you to imagine four circles overlapping. You know how they have those Venn diagrams with two circles? Well, imagine four of them kind of around each other, and in the middle, they all cross over to the sweet spot, and that's where a sticky habit, a new sticky habit is formed. The first circle, that first element of is habits should be supportive. Now there are a lot of shoulds with habit formation. When we even think about exercise or journaling or meditation, I'm sure any of your listener could rattle off all the shoulds that go with any of those. And the reason why this element matters so much is because It's one of the only four shoulds I think habits actually should have. Habits should be supportive as a mindset shift. It's designed to help you think about what is actually helpful to me. What do I actually want and need? What would give me the strength I need to be able to show up outside of the shoulds for a particular habit? It gives you the flexibility and also the ownership you need to form a habit instead of it based on shoulds. So supportive is the first one. The second one is small. Now this is not rocket science. A lot of us know, like we need to start small, but in practice, (laughs) I was going to say easier said than done, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Let me give you an example of this because, um, all the time I ask them, what habit do you want to work on? And they say my morning routine. I mean, that happens nine times out of 10. A morning routine is not a small habit. It's a series of habits all strung together. And so when you are thinking small, I want you to think one part 
of a bigger routine that you want. Uh, not to not go right to the full routine. Although that is the ideal we want to cast a vision about. We want to make sure we have that in mind, but start small, break it up. Basically. Let's not start with the big ideal and related to that is the third element. Simple. Even within that smaller habit that you're starting with, you want it to be the simplest version of this. The way that I present this to my community is I describe this as your worst of day version. So even though we have an ideal in mind, like that full morning routine, that's your ideal. And I want you to get there. And you will, if you break it up into smaller pieces, and even within that smaller piece, you have a simplified version that acts as your baseline that you can build off of because with that baseline, that worst of day version in place, you have the foundation you need to go on to the next level when you're feeling good naturally and it organically happens, or when you're ready to strategically make it a little bit more complicated or to add on another part of the routine. So simple is the hardest one for women to wrap around their heads around because they're like, I want to write a full page in my journal. I don't want to just write one line. Like, no, when you start with one line, that means even on your worst of day, you can do that habit. And most of our days are not ideal. <laughs> and so that right. means we already have a baseline to fall back on and to build on too. So simple. And I'm going to give you one more. I know this is a lot, but this is the final piece to it. It needs to be specific. Again, we think we're doing this just like with the small part, we think we're being specific and we're like, I want to wake up earlier and do these kind of things, or I want to journal for a page a night. That's still not specific enough. When I say specific, you need to get really clear about a when then pairing, like when I, then I, the new habit, when I as habits that you already have existing in your life that you don't even recognize their habits because they are wait for it habits. <laughs> like you don't, you don't say, Oh, I have good habits because I brush my teeth or I wash my face or I empty the dishwasher. You don't even think about those because they are habits, but these are the stabilizing points in our day that we can get really specific about and detach the new small and simple and supportive habit too. Um, and that will create the specificity you need to actually remember it when the moment hits. So that way you're not like, Oh shoot, I forgot to write in my journal last night. And it's because you just said, I'm going to write in my journal at night at bedtime. Well, using that example, what happens at, at bedtime that you can attach this habit to? Do you always say prayers that you can attach the journaling to? Do you always wash your face? Do you always meditate? Do you always read a book? Like get very specific. Now, again, I know that was a nutshell and it was also me fire hosing you. <laughs> so I'll just quickly <laughs> review. I'll review the fire hosing. So habits should be, these are the only four shoulds I want you to have with habits. Okay. Habits should be supportive. Habits should be small. Habits should be simple and habits should be specific. And when you have those four elements crossed together, you're going to get that sweet spot of forming a sticky habit. Yes. I love that. And I found that in my own life, as I keep them small and simple, they're actually easier to do and they build confidence over time. And as they build that yes. confidence that I can keep up with it, these sticky habits become a lot easier to maintain and keep when, like you mentioned with especially steps two and three, you keep it small and simple. Yes. And you just uncovered one of the biggest like secret sauces to habit formation and it's identity. 
Isn't it funny? It's like having the identity of someone who was good at forming habits. A lot of us think we're bad at it because we've gone the other should route. Like habits should be ideal. They should be 100% the same every single day. I should have rigid consistency. They should never change, you know, all those shoulds. But when you have these ones, I, I hope I taught you today successfully, then you'll, you'll build up that confidence of, oh, I actually can keep habits. Oh, I actually do have these baselines that make it possible. Even on the worst of days when I'm feeling crummy or a kid was sick or our schedules changed and it, it makes a habit identity, you know, that helps you actually show up to habits differently. Yeah. I really like that. Um, what do you see as the biggest obstacle getting in the way of women or mothers forming habits? Honestly, it's the mindset piece, (laughs) just like I talked about, uh, just barely, but also throughout when I was talking about shoulds, it's the ways that we think about habits. It's what we think habits are and how to form them coupled with our own habit identity, the way that we view our capacity to form and keep habits. A lot of what my work is like when I coach with women is it's we're, we're rewiring those parts to it. We're learning mm-hmm. how to view habits differently and how to form them differently. And also how to view ourselves differently as we're showing up to them. And that's honestly where I is helping them be able to pinpoint, oh, this is actually how I think about habits. This is how I think they should be formed. This is how I identify myself as a habit creator. And I mean, that's the foundation to changing the ways that you show up to habits differently. Yeah. Mindset is so powerful. That's part of why my podcast is about positivity because as I, as I have shifted and been okay with, um, well, first of all, being okay with lacking in some areas, but being okay with breaking it down into smaller instead of the ideal, I actually accomplished more than if I tried for the big ideal over and over and over again. So I love exactly what you're saying. Do you, I'm curious, do you have a habit story? Oh, do I have a habit story? (laughs) (laughs) Please share. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. And my habit story is very connected to just the way I viewed personal growth and development um, in general. You know, my whole life I was, we talked about you being a recovering perfectionist and you know, that's a big part of my work. I label myself as a recovering perfectionist too. Perfectionism for me just took over my whole life, habits included. And I'm talking about both sides of this uh, perfectionism spectrum when I was the overachieving perfectionist. And when I was the underachieving perfectionist, I thought habits should look like and be formed in certain ways. And that was an all or nothing map. Mm. And when I burned out on that in my early twenties, and I lost faith in both the process development and growth. And with that information and anything related to like personal development, I decided what I couldn't try. I couldn't put forth that effort anymore because I knew the cost I paid in the process of going for the all version. So I sit on the sidelines for almost 10 years in my life. And I'm talking about with the goals and habits, of course, but also just with life, like with having my own hobbies, with, with having interests that I cared about, having ambitions, like things that were just about me, those were all on the sidelines. And I actually didn't plan on getting into habits at all. Uh, part of my habit story is just a personal growth and becoming story. It was about finding myself again, finding myself outside of 
perfectionism, that all or nothing pendulum swing I was constantly on. And as I began to work on making time for my own interests, learning how to say no, to have boundaries, um, how to have a voice again in my life, how to have interests, it was undeniable to me that I had to have habits that supported that. And at first I went about it the all or nothing way and it didn't work. And then I used all the methods that were out there in those best-selling books and they didn't work for me either. And over the last four years, I, on myself and on the clients I've worked with for, for a long time, developed my own habit method. And that's part of my habit story too, is just finding a way that actually works for us women. Because you asked about obstacles. There's a big one that I didn't mention there. And I'm actually going to teach a whole class on, and I think it really comes down to women's lives are different than men's lives. And this isn't me saying like, we're going to, we need to take the easy way out because we're such like, oh, poor us, or like men are the worst. We need to blame them for everything. It's not about that. This is science backed, research backed. Our lives are different. And let's just start with our bodies. Like we have a whole different hormonal cycle than they do. Theirs wraps up within 24 hours. Ours take 28 or more days. And that affects our ability to even just show up in the morning, the way that we want and need to, we have more responsibilities that demand flexibility from us. And again, this is science back. This relates to women who have children and who don't, and the list can go on. But what I want to say about all of this part of my habit story is learning that habits were supportive. Like I mentioned earlier, but they also could be flexible and they could be created in a flexible way outside of perfectionism, outside of this diligent militant, like regimen that I was taught and all these other habit methods. And that if I missed, you know, on the 27th out of the 28th day, I was a failure and I had to start over or that if I didn't do exactly the ideal way every single day, at the same time, I wasn't creating consistency for habits. So I mean, I've just been a whole tangent. I apologize, but I mean, I had to start by redefining myself and, and then redefine habits and then redefine the process. And it's honestly changed so much in my life. Um, it's helped me be able to show up having supportive habits and not all day, every day and all the same things, uh, you know, a few stable, but flexible habits has changed my life. Truly. That's amazing. And it's super powerful that it's the small and simple things and not the big grandiose things. I mentioned that a lot on my podcast too, that it's going to be these small things that you do daily that will help you. And you kind of talked about all or nothing. I'm a recovering all or not all or nothing person as well, because I kind of felt like, like with exercise and especially with eating, I was like, Oh, I ate the candy bar and the cookie today. It's just the rest of the day yeah. is done for. I'm going to eat terrible. Instead of realizing like, okay, I had that cookie, I had that, that sweet that I really didn't want that doesn't support my, my new habit, but that doesn't mean the rest of the day is ruined. But shifting that mindset made me realize that mm -hmm. I can keep going. And so that's super powerful um, and an amazing story. It can be so easy to get stuck. And then, like you say, your life just goes by and you don't even realize what you've done or what you've wanted to do because you're stuck. Um, how, um, okay, this is the question I want to go for. Do you have any other advice or encouragement that you would like to share with the fellow moms who desire to create their own sticky habit? 
Yeah. I, what I would advise you to start with is to just take stock, take stock of what shoulds you have in place with what habits should be and how they should be formed and how you would view yourself as a habit identity, let's say like what your history is with it. And the reason I want women to start there is because that is the foundation to change is just knowing the truth. So, you know what you're working with, but you know, when we know better, we can do better. But as part of this, it also helps remove the shame and blame cycle that is so often intertwined with habit formation for women, especially because once we take stock of those shoulds and our history with them, we're able to see the truth that all the habit fails that we've had in the past, were not necessarily 100% our fault. And in fact, a lot of times they're not our fault at all is that we were taught about habits wrong or that they were unrealistic that they just weren't designed for real life and real women. And as part of that, I mentioned the free class I'm teaching. I, I want to direct them there because that's where I give 45 minutes jam packed of the science back research backed, uh, information that I have learned and studied deeply about why women must do habits differently. I said, when we know better, we can do better. And that's internally ourselves. When we know better about what's holding us back, we can do better, but we when we also have the facts and the truth about why women have to do habits differently and we have those facts in front of us and not only helps us do better, but it also helps us do things differently. And in that way, it helps us do things in a more supportive and better way. I, I really want women to be able to show up, to get off those sidelines that perfectionism can push us into so much. And I just knowing the, the truths and the facts that I have to back this up, it has changed so much for women because that shame and blame cycle doesn't have to be a part of it anymore. And, and, and also the, the relationships that you have to failure will completely change too. Cause you'll have the truth. Yes. And once we let go of blame and shame, I feel like at least for me, it gets easier. So I had a struggle mm-hmm. losing weight after my babies it was really tough. And I, but I would shame and blame myself thinking that if I felt guilty, if I felt bad, that if I felt bad enough that I would want to change. And it actually was like opposite. And I found that as I was just okay with realizing that I made that choice and then moving on, it actually got easier. It was so powerful. So I love how you brought that in along with your sticky habits. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to review for you guys real quick what her four sticky habits were, the four um, areas. The first is that it should be supportive, it should be small, it should be simple, and it should be specific. And then she also has, like she mentioned, her free class. Do you stink at habits? I'm getting better at habits, but I still stink at some of them. (laughs) If you feel like no matter how hard you write... No matter how hard you try, it's never good enough. You're not alone. Like I just mentioned, most of us struggle to create these personal habits that stick. If you're like them, then blame yourself when you experience a habit fail. But odds are that a fail is not even your fault. Women must do habits differently. So you can learn all about this in Monica's free class. She is the habit coach and expert, and she also is on Instagram at About Progress. So I will link to her um, class in the show notes. And I encourage you to look that up if you are kind of like me and you're not very good at habits and don't really know how to 
navigate them or at least some habits. I, like I say, I've gotten good at some and there's probably one on your mind that you've thought about during this episode that Monica could help you with. So check that in the show notes and look up her podcast at about podcast about progress, not about podcast. Sorry about that. Is there anything else you want to add Monica? Um, yeah, I would just say, uh, if they want to remember a link to go to for the free class and the free class is called the number one reason why women must do habits differently. Um, you can go to aboutprogress.com slash habit class and that's singular habit. So habit class. Um, yes. And yeah, go follow, uh, me on whatever podcast app you're listening on. I would love for you to just go and, and listen to an episode or two and see if I'm worth your time. And I hope I am. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jocelyn. I loved it. So Monica's class is coming up beginning of September. So if you are listening to this live, you don't have a lot of time to check it out and to sign up. So I encourage you to look into her class and sign up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. But most of all, thank you for applying what we share into your own life to help you become a better mom and a better woman. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of the Positive in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. For listening, for sharing, and most of all, for applying these tools into your own life to improve your own happiness so that you can find your own better thoughts for a better you in a positive pregnancy in losing that stubborn baby weight and becoming the mom you desire to be through taking small steps in thought and action to reach your goals. If you are a mother who has an inner desire to enjoy motherhood and pregnancy better, but you are having difficulty figuring it out, I can help you. I can help you find the small doable steps without drastic changes to your everyday mom life. Reach out, let's connect, and let's see you move forward. My name is Jocelyn, and I thank you for listening. Until next time.